What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome into another regular season edition here at the Houdat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Galata. And then also, you can follow the Houdat Discussion on Twitter, at the Houdat Dis. And this episode is going to be a very, very frustrating recap of the Saints' loss to the Raiders 34-24, and there's really no other way to sugarcoat this loss. I'm just going to go straight facts here, as this was a tough loss, but again, I think that there were so many different, really, avenues of this loss. I don't think you put it all in one player. A lot of people are talking about Drew Brees and how bad he played, and I don't think it was just him. I think, really, the defense actually played worse than the offense, a lot worse than the offense, in my opinion, and we're really just going to jump right into here this recap as this was a very, very sloppy loss for the Saints, as to me, the Raiders didn't do anything like outstanding to beat the Saints. Like they showed a lot of the similar things they showed last week. They didn't even run the ball that well. They were just passing it all over the Saints, and especially to Darren Waller. Like Darren Waller, excuse me, really turned into Rob Gronkowski out there, like prime Rob Gronkowski, as the Saints just could not stop him. Malcolm Jenkins really did not do a good job in that area. Also, really, whatever the Saints put at him wasn't good, besides Mario Davis, who did play very well and uh, against Waller. But overall, it wasn't enough because Waller just went off in this game. And then when they weren't throwing to Waller, it was just flag, flag, deep play flag, pass interference, holding. It was just way too much. And the Saints' defense did not play well, flipping it over to the offense. Offense wasn't good either. It it did find that rhythm early, then lost it, then found it a little again, then lost it. It was just like up and down. To me, Breeze played another just average quarterback game, and we're not used to that. I hold him to a higher standard than just average, and to me, that's just really what he was. He didn't lose the game, but he sure did not win it, and that's one thing that you definitely have to highlight. I mean, I think Ross Jackson said it best of Locked On Saints as he was like, He didn't throw anybody open. He didn't really create any plays for the Saints. He was able to hit the open guys. He was able to find the open guys most of the time. This is all just for the most part. He was able to, you know, do all those things, but he couldn't, like, come up in the clutchness, couldn't really find, create openings for guys. That didn't happen today. And, again, the vintage Drew Brees does that. And that would make the Saints offense, at least tonight, elite if Brees played really well. He didn't. He played average. Look, the pick was really bad, and it was a really bad decision, and it was a bad throw, and that was probably the one that he'd definitely want back. But again, besides that, he didn't have, like, these huge errors. He just didn't have any, like, great plays either. It was just a lot of checkdowns, checkdowns, Kamara making some big plays, and he had an outstanding game, which to me, he just played average. And that's something that we're not used to with Drew Brees, and you're hoping that he can elevate his play, or, again, it's going to be a little trouble for the Saints here, troublesome for the Saints, and that's just really my opinion there, but I think we're just going to jump right into the notes. I feel like these episodes, these preview and recap have been getting a little long, around 40 minutes, so I'm going to try to cut down on them, and how I'm going to do that is really by kind of cutting the notes a little bit, and with the notes, I really feel like we're still going to go over those like stats and all that stuff, but I'll just sprinkle them in throughout the intriguing matchups, throughout the group-by-group recap, and right now we're going to go through like some quick notes here, But then like the other notes, the more in-depth notes, we're just going to kind of sprinkle in throughout the intriguing matchups and the group-by-group recap. So really some quick notes here for this Saints-Raiders game 
as the Saints did have over 400 yards of offense. Now, some of that did come in garbage time. But again, it's not like the Saints couldn't move the ball. They moved the ball pretty well. And that was obviously really good there, but they gave up 375. And that obviously was not very good. Time of possession, I think this was probably the biggest area where the Saints just got killed on 36 minutes and 18 seconds for the Raiders. And for the Saints, 23 minutes and 42 seconds, they got shellacked in that area. And that has to change going forward here because those areas, that's where you win the game. And it's not even like the Saints ran the ball like badly to like get out of time of possession. They actually ran the ball really good. And it's not like the Raiders ran the ball very well too. Because really when you're looking at it, the Saints had more yards per carry. I mean, Kamara had less yards than Jacobs, but a lot less carries. So really right now, I mean, the Saints to me ran the ball better than the Raiders, which you would think would be good for time of possession, and they just got killed in it. The short passes by the Raiders to Waller, all the third down um, conversions, excuse me, there, as, again, the penalties too. I mean, looking at what the Raiders did, they were 12 of 19 on third down or later, so also fourth down was in this. That's 63%. That's way too high. 10 penalties for 129 yards for the Saints. That's unacceptable. Like, these are the easy things. Very, very sloppy. For the Raiders on offense, they had six drives with eight plays or more. That can't happen. They did score 24 unanswered points as well in the second and third quarters. That's for the Raiders as they just flat out beat the Saints tonight. And they beat the Saints by not really showing anything new, which is just very, very head-scratching there. So that's just really what I have to say there. Moving over to the intriguing matchups here. As we're going to start off here, the Saints skill position players without Michael Thomas versus the Raiders secondary. And in this one, I'm going to go about a push because a few Saints skill position players came to play. And that's really Alvin Kamara who played outstanding this one. 174 scrimmage yards on 22 touches. He played outstanding, also had two touchdowns. And he's a guy that looks back to really his full percent and just like full hundred ready to go because he just looks amazing out there. He looks like a game changer. He's breaking tackles, doing all that stuff. Like even those short passes, he's making them into 10-yard gains, 9-yard gains. That's really the case there for Alvin Kamara, and he just looks outstanding, and that's something that is really encouraging. Also, Traquan Smith came to play, which is obviously very good there. He had five catches, 86 yards for him. And again, he was a guy that was really good in the yak area as well, and he's a guy... That really stepped up over the middle of the field. And on like third down conversions, Drew Brees was going to him with some success. And that's really good for Traquan Smith as he really stepped into like that Marcus Colston role that Michael Thomas obviously took on when he became the number one receiver. Now, Traquan Smith did that today. And I thought that was very, very good there. And again, really outside though of that, the Saints wide receivers did nothing. And they really couldn't fill the rest of that Michael Thomas void, that X-Factor void. And that's something that I don't think the Saints needed to win because I think the Saints skill position players, especially with Kamara and Traquan, did enough to win this game. And I do think that the reason the Saints lost this game wasn't because of Michael Thomas. Like, I think with Michael Thomas in the game, probably wouldn't have changed much. That's just the case in this one. I think they played too sloppy to win this game, flat out. I don't care who is on your team. And that's something that obviously has to change. So really right now for the skill position players, I think they did good enough. But again, really outside of those two guys, Kamara and Traquan, you got nothing. Because your third leading receiver was Ty Montgomery with two catches, 25 yards. 
Outside of that, you had Emmanuel Sanders, who had one catch, 18 yards, and he was supposed to be really good. He just wasn't there. Jared Cook, two catches for 13 yards. He did have a touchdown, but still, not good. Just not good stuff. I mean, Sanders had two drops. That's not good. Deontay Harris, he did have three catches, 23 yards, and I definitely felt like the Saints were trying to get him the ball more, which is very, very good. You try to get those speedsters in space, which I think the Saints did at times with Harris, but again... They did enough, but it wasn't, like, outstanding, and they didn't steal the show. That's really what it was for this group here. And, again, would I have liked to give the ball to Alvin Kamara more? Yes, I think they definitely should have, and we're going to get into that a little later. But, again, I think that, overall, they played all right. They just didn't play great. And especially with a Raiders secondary that definitely could have been attacked, maybe you kind of leave that as some opportunities missed. And that also falls on Drew Brees as well. So, really, that is the case there, moving over to our second intriguing matchup, the Saints defensive line versus Josh Jacobs. And again, I think the Saints stopped the run pretty good. I mean, 27 carries, 88 yards for Jacobs. Again, 3.3 yards a carry. Nothing great there. And that's something that to me is obviously very, very good. So the Saints were able to stop Jacobs. I think it didn't really make him a huge factor in this game. I mean, Jacobs also had three catches for 17 yards. So Again, nothing huge from Jacobs as he's really their best skill position player. I mean, maybe besides Darren Waller now, but coming into the game, it was definitely Jacobs. And look, he had no touchdowns. That's all good stuff. The Saints did give up two carries for 26 yards to Jalen Richard, But again, to me, it wasn't anything just like awful here for the Saints in the run defense area. I thought they actually played pretty good in the run defense area as they were really able to stop the run. And this makes this loss even more head scratching. Because I told you in the pregame show that if the Saints were able to stop the run, they were going to win this game. And they did stop the run, so why didn't they win? It's because the secondary just played awful. Downright awful. And I'm going to put it on the back end. I said that they played amazing last week, and they played awful this week. And we're going to get into that later for sure, but that's definitely very, very bad for the Saints as they were sloppy. And look, the defensive line did not play better. They played really bad too, but the run defense played good. The pressure and getting to the quarterback, that kind of sector was awful. It was really bad. And the Saints are obviously going to have to fix that going into week three. But that is our second intriguing matchup. And then moving back over to the offense, it was Alvin Kamara versus the Raiders linebackers who were coming in shorthanded with the Nick Kwiatkowski injury. And I thought Alvin Kamara played amazing. He crushed this game. He was a difference maker. He was a huge playmaker. He was dominant. And that's really all the things you want to see from him. I mean, in the rushing game, 13 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns, 6.1 yards a carry. I would have gave him the ball more, especially when the Raiders were coming back and they were scoring every single possession. It seemed like Sean Payton, this is really the one thing that I had a problem with. And that was that once the Raiders were really hitting their stride on offense, the Saints were not running the ball anymore. That's just something that I don't understand because you were running it so well, especially earlier in the game when it looked like you were finding a rhythm in those first three drives, and then you stopped. So, again, you can't do that for now on. You got to stick to the run, especially when the passing game was a little up and down. So that's something that with Kamara, I would just give it to him more, and I don't know if he's going to have that same success week in and week out. I think that it's definitely a possibility here. So if I'm the Saints, I try to run the ball more. And that's just kind of what I would try to do there. And in the receiving game, he was just as dominant. Nine catches, 95 yards on nine targets. 
as he was just outstanding. He was the Saints' leading rusher. He was the Saints' leading receiver. He did everything tonight, especially without Michael Thomas. You got to give Kamara a ton of credit. He really stepped up as the Saints' leading skill position player. And honestly, you have to be very, very encouraged about that. Probably the only thing you're coming out like, yeah, I'm really encouraged. That and Traquan Smith. Really, besides those two players, not a lot of highlights for the Saints. So before we get into our group-by-group recap, here is a quick word over from our sponsors at MyBookie. Winning season returns at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means insane props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers. At MyBookie, winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. Rejoice, the NFL has returned. That means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes. Get in on the action. Use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, which is designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win big. Use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. And just one more thing, OVERTIME is going all in for our listeners. We are giving away $500 in cold hard cash to one lucky person who takes advantage of this offer. When you make your deposit, take a screen grab of your MyBookie account and email it to overtime at advertisecast.com. That's overtime at advertisecast.com. $500 given away at the end of September. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. Welcome back into the Hoodat discussion. And now we're going to get into our group by group recap. This is where we grade all of the Saints position groups here, as we're going to start off with the quarterback here. So with Drew Brees, I'm going to give him between a B minus and a C plus here, as he definitely did not play good. He definitely did not play like a world beater, but to me, he wasn't awful. So I'm going to give him an average grade, B minus, C plus. That's really what he was in my book. He did throw one pick. That was a bad pick. It led to three points for the Raiders and definitely was kind of a turning point of the game. But besides that, I don't think he did anything like so bad. And again, he didn't do anything great. He didn't throw people open. As I said earlier in the podcast, Ross Jackson said it best. He was making the wide open throws. He was making the throws where guys were kind of, you know, found the middle of the zone and found the openings in the zone. But when it came to throwing guys open, when it came to really making precise throws and really having that just amazing completion percentage that Breeze always does, just that meticulous, you know, just mindset of like, I'm going to complete every pass and put it in the perfect spot. It wasn't there for Breeze. And that's something that is a little worrisome if I'm a Saints fan, maybe very worrisome. Is that something that has not not been as good as last year? And maybe he's just been off kind of off target with the wide receivers and with having not as long of a training camp, especially when you're older. It probably takes time for your arm to really wind up and start going. So maybe that's the case. Hopefully that's the case. But in a game where the Saints really needed Breeze to kind of have a, a an elite performance, excuse me there, especially with the defense not playing well, again, it just wasn't 
a great day for him, but it wasn't like the worst day either. People are calling it like, oh, he's done. He's over the cliff. It's over. And I just don't think so because I don't think the offense was that bad. I mean, right now, I'm looking at what the Saints did here, just drive by drive. They started with the field goal, then they scored two touchdowns, had a punt in between. So through four drives, they scored 17 points. You'll definitely take that. Then the interception, that was obviously on Breeze, but you go into halftime tied 17 to 17, which isn't awful. You really only have one bad drive there, and that was the interception. But besides that, you take it. And really going forward, when the Saints offense is perfect, you would have liked in that two-minute situation, you would like the Saints to get a field goal there. So hopefully, like in a perfect world, when the Saints are really clicking, you'd like to be up six in that scenario and not tied. But a six-point swing, you can definitely overcome that. And again, that's something that you're going to have to look at all parts of the field for the Saints, not just at the quarterback position. Then you come out of the half, and then the Raiders score a touchdown, which obviously you don't want to come out to the half like that. Then the Saints punt because penalties. Not Drew Brees' fault. So to me, that's not something that you really 100% put on Brees. The Saints probably would have scored a touchdown or at least a field goal if those penalties did not happen. Then that next play right after the fumble, that's I put on Brees. Because the Saints, it was a fumble, and then the Saints didn't score. They punted it. That's probably the game right there. And especially in the second half, that's definitely the game. Because the Saints came out right after that fumble and looked flat. And that's on Brees, or at least partly on Brees. Maybe mostly on Brees. He made a bad throw in that. He missed a, a few reads. That's not good. That's really, that and the interception. So really two drives out of the first half and the second half were ones that I'd really fault Breeze. The next drive's a touchdown, and then the last drive was kind of just a garbage one. So really right now, it's not awful. Yes, he made a few mistakes. Yes. But I think overall, he also made some good plays for the Saints too. He ended up having now three touchdown drives for them, which is very good. You would obviously like to have more. You had a field goal as well. Now, look, the Saints should have scored more points. They probably should have gotten to that 30 range. But scoring 24 points isn't awful. Like, you would hope that your defense would hold to at least around 24 points to make this more of a game. They don't. So, to me, Breeze didn't play great. He didn't play good. But he didn't play awful. So, to me, that's just my opinion. I'm going to put him in that average range here. The skill position group, to me, you had two players really show out for the Saints. Like, I mean, really show out with Alvin Kamara and Traquan Smith, as we talked about earlier in this episode. And then really, after that, it wasn't much else. So I'm going to give them, just for their great, kind of those two players, really great efforts, I'm going to give them like a BB plus range. Look, Jared Cook did catch a touchdown, which is good, but you would hope to have him get more yards. Again, I think that the Saints, especially without Michael Thomas, probably need more than Alvin Kamara and Traquan Smith. They're probably going to need Jared Cook to step up a little bit more or someone else to really step up. Emmanuel Sanders is another guy. So, again, those four guys for the Saints, like I felt like Traquan really making a good impact, that was kind of an add-on. And the Saints really needed Emmanuel Sanders and Jared Cook to step up. Cook doesn't step up. Sanders doesn't step up. Traquan does, but you would like to have one more guy in that scenario. So, overall, BB+, probably closer to a B. Now, I, I do think that the Saints skill position players did do a good job helping Breeze as Breeze was definitely kind of just taking what the defense was giving him underneath. And then the Saints were making plays off it. Kamara made some really nice plays. Traquan Smith on a few plays over the middle made some really nice plays after the catch. So that's obviously some good stuff there. But besides that, you would really like to see more from this group. So BB plus for them. And then the offensive line I thought was average. I don't think it was awful, but it wasn't great here for the Saints. The pass protection was shoddy at times, but they didn't give up any sacks. But I think that's also a product of Breeze getting the ball out extremely quickly. 
And again, that's not awful, but that's not great. On the pick, the pressure was right in Breeze's face with Andrews Pete giving up, just getting completely destroyed and giving up the hurry. But again, Breeze probably didn't see that linebacker because Pete was in his face. So that's also a reason the pick happened. It wasn't just a bad decision. It's probably Breeze didn't even see him, most likely, but that, that's not an excuse for Breeze. But the pressure was right in his face. So again, you can't get blown up like that if you're Andrews Pete. That's something that you definitely have to look in on as well. Pete also went down for an injury. I don't remember if he came back in, but he did go down. So that's going to be something to look at here as we go forward in going for next week and looking at the injury report there. But overall, I feel like they did a pretty good job in the passing game. In the running game, they were pretty good as well. They were opening up holes, sometimes really big holes for Alvin Kamara. Sometimes Kamara had some big runs because... He was doing a really good job, so I don't want to give the offensive line all the credit because Kamara looked amazing in this game and was finding holes that kind of he just like either slipped through or really had to, you know, turn upfield or move laterally across the field. So again, I feel like Kamara did like the best job for the Saints. I think the offensive line was definitely above average in opening up those holes, but I don't think they were perfect. And I do not think that they were the reason of Kamara's success there. That's just my opinion there. But they ended up playing pretty good. Maybe you want to bump them up to a B plus overall and maybe put the skill position to a B or you know you could really go either way but that's really where I felt they were they weren't like amazing great showstoppers they weren't awful maybe they're a little better than average but that's kind of the sphere where they're in there flipping it over to the defense here with the defensive line and I thought this group played really bad I'm not, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it I think those first two drives were really good for the defensive line they got three sacks it all looked great they looked ready to play and then they got less and less pressure as the game went on. Even though I thought they did a good job against the run overall, I think as the game went on, the run defense got worse. They got wore down. And I think overall, they just didn't come to play, especially Cameron Jordan. I mean, no pressures against the third string center. I mean, come on. Cam's got to do better. And that's something that really the Saints stars didn't play good in this game. Like the, besides Alvin Kamara, none of the Saints stars played well. And that's something to definitely look in on here because right now, yes, did you get three sacks? That's great. Onyemata got a sack. Hendrickson got a second sack. That's great. He had a tackle for loss in there as well. He looked really good. And that's something that's definitely great for him. But outside of him, you weren't able to get any pressure. And when Cameron Jordan's coming up here and supposed to be this all pro and doesn't even get a pressure against the third right tackle for the Raiders... That's something that you have to circle and be like, what's happening here? Because he has, doesn't have a sack through the first two weeks, only has one pressure. It's time for really to get him going here because the Saints will need him here as the season goes on, and he's going to have to start getting going here. And that was obviously something I really wanted to circle in on. Where's Cameron Jordan? And where is Sheldon Rankins? And look, these are the kind of veteran-type players that the Saints have at this point on the defensive line. And they're not coming through here. And look, you have David Onyemata has the sack, which is great. He had one and a half tackles for loss, had a good game for sure. But besides really him and Trey Hendrickson, and most of that came in like the first two drives. Besides that, the Saints really didn't do much. I mean, Malcolm Roach had a nice play. But overall, I feel like they got manhandled. Derek Carr had loads of time to throw. So like those things like have to get better, especially with the pass rush as the game went on, the running game as well. Like, again... This defensive line did not play well. They weren't getting pressure. Look, the secondary did not play well, but 
defensive line didn't give them any favors. So I'm going to give them a C. I mean, yes, they did get three sacks. They did do good in the beginning of the game. That second half, I mean, it was tough to watch. I mean, Derek Carr had tons of time to throw, and they got to be better. They cannot get dominated by a Raiders front. That just can't happen. And especially where the Saints defense was supposed to be better and supposed to be really good, that was just not the case today. And that's something that has to change right away. So moving over to the linebackers, as the Saints really only play two linebackers, I thought they played fine. I'm going to give them a B. I thought Demario Davis played good. He didn't play show-stopping good, or we probably would have saw better play from them. He did stop um, Waller, excuse me, a few times there, so that's obviously good that he was able to stop Waller a few times. But overall, really, they weren't awful. They weren't great. You had Anzalone, who had half a tackle for loss. That's pretty good. He did have five tackles, and Mario Davis had eight tackles. He had tackles, tackle for loss, excuse me, there. Also, a pass defense. That's also very, very good. But if they were better... If they were more than just a B or a B plus, the Saints would have really given up less points here. That's what I believe in, and that's really what I'm sticking to here. So that's really what I'm thinking there for the linebackers. They didn't play great. They didn't play awful. So that's kind of the case there. And the secondary, I'm going to give them a D. I thought they played really bad. First of all, they couldn't stop Darren Waller if it killed them. <laughs> I mean, you're bringing the tight end. I saw J- Jared Cooks better than him. Well, I take that back because Darren Waller obviously looks leaps and bounds in front of him. And then also a lot of other tight ends because he just completely controlled this game and he probably shouldn't. And that's something that the Saints really have to fix. Like coming into this game, and I think this is partly on Dennis Allen too, excuse me there. Like how do you not come into this game thinking Waller and Jacobs? And obviously they keyed on Jacobs. They they did a good job stopping him. But I mean, coming in here, it didn't look like the Saints were very prepared for Waller. And that's something that they're really just going, oh, we'll go one-on-one with Jenkins and like Jenkins will do fine. That was not the case. And then every time they made an adjustment, it just got the same or worse in some cases. It wasn't good. And that's something that you have to be prepared for these teams' best players or one of their best players. Like a big weapon they have is Darren Waller. Like last week, the Saints went up against this amazing skill position group with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, and then you have tight ends like Cameron Brait, O.J. Howard, Rob Gronkowski, and they do amazing And they come up here against a group with Darren Waller and basically a bunch of rookies with Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards and whoever you want to add into that group, Hunter Renfro, and they do awful. I mean, again, they're playing down to their competition. That just shows that this group, maybe they got a little too high on their horse there after a big week one. You're hoping this is a wake-up call because overall it wasn't really just Waller. Now, it may in the stat book only say Waller had a huge day as he had 12 catches, 103 yards. And like Brian Edwards, excuse me, he was the next guy with only two catches, 42 yards. But really, I mean, Hunter Renfro had a few big catches. And then the flags. I mean, I felt like this group, every time it was a deep pass, they were getting flagged for pass interference. It just shows that this team's undisciplined in that area right now. Now that this has been a problem for the Saints in the past, and they've been able to fix it. So you're hoping that can happen again. But this game felt like every time the ball was launched in the air, it was going to be a flag. And maybe that was the refs because they were calling a lot of ticky-tacky penalties here. Like, there were a lot of them. And that's something that definitely I felt you kind of have to get a gauge for that after, like, the first half. Like, when you see that they're calling a lot of, like, little little penalties and kind of these just like, oh, okay. Like, they're technically, I guess, flags. Like, they can probably go either way. It's, like, very, very close. Like, when you see that in the first half, the second half, you should be like, okay, I'm not going to make these plays because it's going to be big down the stretch. And... Again, 
they were too physical a lot of the time. Now, look, you can argue about the penalties and especially like that last pass interference penalty against Janoris Jenkins. I thought Janoris played really good in this game. Like he was the only player that I really trusted in this game for the secondary here. But I mean, he got flagged on that play. I don't agree with it. But the Saints, like, that wasn't like the Saints played so well, and this flag kind of stopped them from winning. That wasn't the case. That was like the cherry on top. Like, okay, yeah, you could have got back in this game here, and maybe you would have a prayer to win it, or at least tie it up here at the end of regulation if the Saints would have just went right down the field, boom, boom, boom. But at that point, you don't even deserve it. Like, even though it wasn't a penalty, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, the penalty was the reason that we lost. No, the Saints team played extremely sloppy. A lot of the penalties were warranted. And you have to learn, you have to have that really IQ, that football IQ, like, okay, they're calling kind of cheap penalties, so let's adapt to it. And the things weren't able to do that. They obviously weren't thinking about that. And obviously, they definitely are a physical group, but at a certain point, you can't be too physical. It's walking a tightrope, really, when the Saints do. It's that fine line where it's pass interference and playing really good physical football, and the Saints played that pass interference football today, that sloppy football where they just flag after flag after flag. And that's on the secondary and a lot of those penalties, those 10 penalties for 129 yards, that I definitely want to echo has to be fixed. A lot of that was on the secondary. So I'm hoping that this is a wake-up call for them. I think everyone needs a wake-up call in that group, probably besides Norris Jenkins, who I thought played really well in this one. But besides him, Marshawn Lattimore on like a third and eight, he tried to jump the route and just completely whiffed, and it was an easy first down. Like in that situation, third and eight, he's like four yards shy of the sticks. You just let him catch it and tackle him. Instead, you go for the big play interception. You just cannot do that. Like, those are the plays. They're just, like, head scratchers. And that was on third and eight, third and nine, something like that. And you're still making those mistakes. That's something that, to me, is just mind-blowing for this for this defense here. And it's something that just has to be fixed. Like, 100% has to be fixed right away. And that's really kind of my conclusion here with the secondary. They played amazing week one. They played awful week two. Let's see what they can do week three. And that's really the case. I wanted to say that this defense was really going and really trending towards that elite level. Not the case anymore. Because when you're looking at all of these drives, they got gashed for basically every drive after those first two drives where they're able to force punts. After that, it was really bad. I mean, it was embarrassing. Because when you're looking at it, the Raiders had two punts. They went touchdown, touchdown, field goal. So they scored 17. And then... They went touchdown, then they had that fumble, touchdown, field goal. Again, it's embarrassing at a certain point. And they go eight plays or more every single drive, taking off a lot of clock. And with the offense finding its rhythm and then not finding its rhythm, probably a lot of that was just sitting on the bench and like feeling like you have to do too much. And that was probably the reason for a lot of these mistakes. And again, that partly goes on to the defense. You have to play more complimentary football. The Saints did none of that today. And that's why I don't want to put it mainly on just, like, the quarterback because, to me, Drew Brees' play wasn't even the biggest issue of the Saints here in this game. Now, look, you definitely would like an elite showing from Drew Brees to, like, save the defense from performances like these because I think the Saints' offense is definitely capable of scoring 34 points. But, again, you can't put everything like, okay, just because the defense didn't play so good, the offense has to play amazing, and it's their fault because they only played average. Like... You can't really do that. And that's something that I really have to say there. And maybe the Saints philosophy is changing to now more of a defensive team. And they're kind of going to rely more on this defense. Then they can't play like this. I mean, that's kind of the case there. I mean, a lot of people were talking about that last week. Now everyone's putting on Drew Brees. Like, 
it kind of has to go either way here. And I think that the Saints probably are going to win different ways. And again, it's yet to be seen here right now early. If they can win just with the offense just going off and the defense not playing well, I think they could still. I'm going to hold on to that hope that these first two weeks were because they're still trying to get their footing after a short training camp. But they're going to have to ball out here week three. They're playing a really tough Packers team, and they're really hot. Their offense looks amazing. Rodgers looks really good. Devontae Adams is showing out. Aaron Jones is showing out. Like, they look really good. So it's going to be a real tough test. And we're going to preview that whole episode on probably Thursday night going into Friday for that Sunday night game in the Dome. But just final thoughts, guys. Do not panic. And I I think all these things could be fixed. I think Saints Twitter last night was panicking for sure. And again, that's probably kind of, you're thinking that's going to happen after any loss for (laughs) Saints Twitter. But I'm not panicking right now. I think there are definitely things that have to be kind of changed and things that have to be kind of fixed quickly. But I don't think that the Saints are done. And I, I mean, I definitely don't think that. I think this team is still a Super Bowl team. I think they're right there. And really, there are a few things that they really have to shore up, but they're very fixable things. It's really all about playing discipline on both sides of the ball. It's Breeze playing maybe a little more disciplined. Maybe he's being a little more meticulous on hitting some receivers where, like, to throw them open. Like, he probably needs to do more. They definitely need to do more of that. I mean, the defense cannot have so many penalties, can't give up a ton of third down. Like, it all comes back to, like, disciplines and things that could be changed. And the Saints could do well. Like we saw in week one, they did all these things well. Now, just in week two, you don't. Again, that's something that's very, very head-scratching for this team. But we're going to rebound from it. We're going to get back stronger from this, hopefully learn a lot. I mean, it is kind of a quick turnaround because in like five days, they'll be playing Sunday Night Football against the Packers. But again, that's what the schedule kind of has in store for the Saints. And this is one that I feel like the Saints early, I don't think they need to win it. But I think it would be a huge win, especially after a loss like this. They did it last year with that win at Seattle. Then two years ago, they did it in 2018 with that win against the Falcons. I thought that was a huge win. Just like a gutsy performance where they won. I think that week three game last year was a gutsy performance. That 27 week three game against the Panthers was also extremely gutsy. The Saints played an amazing game. They crushed the Panthers. And I think they're probably going to have to do something similar here if they want to be treated like Super Bowl contenders against the Packers and really show out a really nice win and one that it's like everything comes together. Maybe not everything comes together. Like last year, it all came together. Like two years ago, it didn't all come together. The Saints barely won that game against the Falcons, but it showed another way that the Saints could win. And that was like, we're going to, we can shoot out. We can still do a shootout. Maybe that's what the Saints need in this game. Maybe they need an all around amazing win like they had against the Seahawks and the same against the Panthers. But right now, we're just in that wait-and-see mode there. So, I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. So that means on Twitter, you can follow us at the Houdat Dis. You can follow me personally on Twitter, at Andrew Galata. But then also on Instagram, you can follow the podcast at Houdat Discussion. Also, you can listen to the Houdat Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. So that means on iTunes, Google Play, and then also Spotify. On iTunes, leave that five-star review. That would be greatly appreciated. So again, tough loss for the Saints for sure, as we definitely did not expect that 
loss, but really all you can do now is look forward, look how the Saints can get better, and really see how they can knock off the Packers who are really flying high going into this game in the Superdome, but we'll talk a lot more about that on Thursday night in the preview episode for week three, but that's all I have planned for you guys in this episode, so I just want to say thank you guys for listening, run it back, and who dat?